2: So Brady Quinn, I am petitioning uh, for a brand new segment here on FSR. Uh, that uh, and and just so people know, if this gets stolen by another show, uh, you remember where you heard it first. Right, you heard it here first. But I want to start doing something called Weekend at Murphy's. Uh, now, now Weekend <laughs> at Murphy's is is a little play on the movie Weekend at Bernie's, one of the right, great right. flicks of all time, where uh, where a couple of guys uh, walk around with a corpse uh, for uh, for for an entire weekend uh, and. And they try and play it off like he's not dead, even though he's actually dead. Now, now for me personally, I would assume that rigor mortis would set in, and he'd be a little bit, uh, a little bit more difficult to move around. But it is the movies, and you got to kind of, you know, you got to kind of make things work. You know, fit things in places where they probably don't fit, and so therefore rigor mortis was not factored into the movie. You weekend at
0: Bernie's. Don't think that maybe some WD-40 wouldn't fix that. You know, maybe they just I mean, uh, <laughs> listen, figured a way of uh, lubing up the joints there just Look, to be able to uh, move them around
2: I, I, am i crazy to say if, if wd-40 made a cologne i'd buy it
0: i, I think it's one of the most wonderful that is in the uh world. that's a first that's a first look I, i'm never shocked at all the different things that wd-40 can do as a cologne though i'm, I'm i don't know man it I, smells I'm a big, good man. i'm a big cologne guy and that is not something that i would want to put it like put on and wear and go to my wife say hey babe i'm here it smells she'd good. Like, she'd be like, "Go jump and go, go jump in the shower. Like, get your stinky butt out of here."
2: Yeah, I mean, it smells good. I just, I, I think WD-40's got it, got an aroma to it that I'm a fan of. Did but
0: you used to do whippets as a kid? Is that why uh, I, I that smells even, good to you? I mean, I,
2: I, 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 I don't even, I, I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what you're getting at. But something tells me I don't even want to go, go down the road that you're trying to take me down. Like, I, I, I don't, I just, I want to do a professional broadcast. That's the whole goal here at Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> and, I, and I don't know why you steer me into these conversations. But point being, uh, Mark Murphy, who's the uh, Packers CEO, um, this is now two weekends in a row. Now, a week ago, Mark Murphy was the guy who was responding to fan mail because, I mean, come on, he's a CEO. Why wouldn't he respond to fan mail in 2021? Uh, next week, Mark Murphy's going to churn butter on the lawn uh, with people uh, and then drive around a horse and buggy because it's, you know, basically the 30s, according to Mark Murphy. And uh, he is uh, responding to fan mail and he's talking about um, Aaron Rodgers dividing the fan base. You know, a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit strange considering I think Mark Murphy was the same guy who said, you know, neither neither side should be speaking publicly about this. Neither neither side, you know, it's best you just to keep quiet so we don't stir up any more drama. And then um, Mark Murphy was speaking at an event at Lambeau Field and he had this to say. And the quote goes like this when when the subject of Aaron Rodgers came up. Quote, I'm often reminded, though, of Ted Thompson, as most of you know, just a great general manager passed away this year. Uh, Excuse me. Earlier this year, he often talked about Aaron, that he's a well, and it's not just Aaron. It's a lot of different players. He would say, quote, he's a complicated fella. So I'll just say that. End quote. Of course, that being transcribed by NBC26 in Green Bay. So now people running with that as he's taking a shot at Aaron Rodgers, kind of. But I think he caught himself in the middle and tried to say, well, not just Aaron. It's other players involved. But here we go again, man. Like You're, you're trying to make amends. You're trying to make this thing work. Training camp isn't that far away. And you got the Packers CEO making comments and, and and we were saying a week ago, listen, maybe this is the problem. Like, we keep trying to find what's the issue. Maybe the issue is Mark Murphy, who just can't keep his mouth shut when they're trying to, to take care of a sensitive situation.
0: So he, it was actually an annual uh, shareholders or stockholders meeting, and, and that's what makes it a little bit unique, in part because at those sorts of meetings, and, and any anyone who owns stock, right, who has a 401k, you know, you probably have the opportunity to vote in some of your shareholders meetings. You might get some emails about it. You might get some mailings about it. I want to imagine that about 2% of people out there take the time to look into what's being discussed at that specific corporation and actually try to inform themselves and then go vote as a shareholder of a, a you know, publicly traded company. And so, in this case, you know you have to understand if you've ever jumped on any of those calls, what do they discuss? Well, they're going to discuss current events, big topics. This is obviously one of them. So, as much as Mark Murphy probably didn't want to discuss this, they're also you know it came to a point where you have to address it. You have to, right? Like this is like basically any other company that's dealing with you know COVID, for example and then not, not talking to their shareholders when they've got a shareholder meeting about how to handle a pandemic, right? It, it would look terrible on their part. So, you know, Mark Murphy has to address the issue. The way he went about doing it is the thing to me that uh, just came off as disrespectful. I mean, in part, he doesn't even use his own words. He uses the words of Ted Thompson. Like, he puts it on a guy who can't speak for himself – who passed away this past January, I believe, who, to be quite frank, did a much better job as the general manager or this organization operated better when he was the general manager. And I think it's in part because of Mark Murphy and the type of footprint he's trying to put on the Packers organization. This guy is trying to put his fingerprints all over what they're doing as a football mind. And I talked to someone who used to be within the organization on Friday. And we talked for a while about just the differences from Ted Thompson to Brian Gutenkunst. Then, you know, the response was, well, when Ted was there, you know, Mark stayed out of it. It was all, the, you know, he just stayed to the business affairs of the organization of the team. But once Ted left, then Mark got a lot more involved with football and trying to weigh in on more football decisions. An area that he really hadn't ventured into, wasn't successful with, that was more Ted. And that's one of the the biggest differences that I think you've seen now, and maybe one of the biggest frustrations that even Aaron has. You know, Aaron might actually be good with Matt LaFleur. He might be good with Brian Gutenkunst. It's getting to the point now where I think it is a Mark Murphy, Aaron Rodgers, you know, stare down. And I'm not sure who's going to be willing to budge. Because knowing Mark Murphy, and I've only talked to him on a number of occasions. He's about as stubborn as they come. Now, and Aaron Rodgers is probably the most stubborn person you'll ever meet. So w- when you heard all those comments on you know, whether it was Kenny Main who was interviewing him and he kept talking about people and you read the reports about him you know, wanting Gutenkun's fired, I don't think that's who he wants fired. I think it's yeah. Mark Murphy. I think he wants Mark Murphy to step down. And, and, and I'll remind people, remember, Mark Murphy's role is like an acting owner of a team. He's the president CEO on behalf of the board, on behalf of the shareholders. He acts he acts as if it's his team. That that's that's who he's speaking as. So that would be a monumental move if they were to move on or at, you know to ask Mark Murphy to step down because of his relationship, because of what's going on right now with Aaron Rodgers.
2: Uh, Brady Quinn Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. Our, uh, we are uh, continuing the discussion here um, in regards to uh, the segment that we have come up with called "Weekend at Murphy's," uh, where Mark Murphy makes a comment about Aaron Rodgers in public, uh, and then we get a chance to break it all down on a Monday. He's provided us with content two weeks in a row, and uh, and and we appreciate him for it. Now he said, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a quote unquote complicated fella, as uh, as you know uh, something that Ted Tom and uh formerly of the green bay packers used to say uh former G, uh, general manager so he's a complicated fella
0: i, I feel like that's Brady like coin. the way i've got a neighbor who uh explained his cocker spaniel you know it's like i, I just feel like it's disrespectful just he, calling someone a fella like okay. uh like he's elmer fudd all right <laughs> and he's looking for bugs bunny or something
2: by the way isn't fella an irish term like isn't that something you say uh, in ireland Like is that like hey fella, hey fella?
0: There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of Irish terms. I'm not sure that's at the top
2: of the list. All right, well listen, uh, I mean uh, who knows? And and furthermore, who cares? All right, so let's just get into that. And by the way, let me be the first here. Uh, Happy birthday to your mother-in-law. How About that,
0: yeah. Yeah. Thank I got you. that in first. I, how I love that? how you uh, just got one in over on me, but thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. Um, all right. Happy so, birthday, Gail. Well,
2: yeah. let's, come, on, come on. We, we, we both know this. Our wives, they have something in common. They don't listen to us on the radio. That, that's that, that's why we're able to do the show that we do. So let's just be truthful about it. Um, all right. So here's here's the thing I always go back to. And, and I remember seeing it, and I might have brought it up last week, but there was this Article that came out, um, Tyler Dunn of Bleacher Report did this, you know, deep dive article on on how things fell apart with Mike McCarthy and the final days there, and that was the the story where Mike McCarthy was getting a massage and all this stuff, and and Tyler Dunn, you know, stood by his sources and said, no, 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 like I, I'm telling you, I know I got a lot of pushback, and one of the things he got the most pushback from Aaron Rodgers on was there was a comment in the article in which Mark Murphy called up Aaron Rodgers after the hiring of Matt LaFleur, in which Aaron Rodgers wasn't consulted on it. They made the decision. He called up Aaron Rodgers, and he said, don't be the problem. Well, that made the article. When, Mark, when Aaron Rodgers was asked about it, he denied it, and he was really, really pissed off about it. Like, just, just, I mean, you know, that's the writer trying to do this, and that's him trying to do that. And then when they asked Mark Murphy about the article, he just said, well, there's a lot of half-truths in there. And I've always wondered if that conversation did happen and Aaron Rodgers was bothered that Mark Murphy or somebody close to Mark Murphy went to some went to this went to Tyler Dunn and went to the to the author of the article and let that get to print as maybe sort of a I'm trying to establish who runs the show here, and maybe the ego is getting involved so much more so now with Mark Murphy than ever before, and I've always wondered if that was the case here, and it feels like there's a lot of that happening. Like, you've got a, a massive ego up top dealing with Aaron Rodgers, and he wants to establish dominance here in Green Bay.
0: It's a pretty darn good two-year stretch right now for Matt LaFleur and Brian Geernkunst, and it seems like between those two and Aaron, they're the ones that take all the credit. Mark Murphy's been there since 2007. I don't hear many people refer to Mark Murphy in his role or in his job as one of the best in the NFL. And again, it, a lot of that has to do with the fact that they're viewed more as an ownership structure that you know, has shareholders and a board. And it's just it's different than any other you know, team that's owned by one individual or at least a majority owner that has a, a much more public uh, persona. And so that's where I, I do wonder how much of a, a part of this is ego, how much of a part of this is wanting to keep things old-fashioned and trying to make this like, hey, it's football, man. There's no one player that's greater than anyone else. And, and look, as much as I want to agree with that, because I do in a lot of ways, you know, as, as much of an impact as a quarterback plays on the success of a team or not, or I should say giving a team a chance for success – the reality is there's so many different variables that play a part of your your of your fortune or misfortune you know whether you're not a, whether you, you have the protection whether or not you have the 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 ability of people out around you, whether or not you have a defense that can get a stop I mean we might be talking about this different right now if the Packers could have just gotten off the field versus the bucks, but you know after you know a pass a defensive pass interference call. Some other plays, obviously, the end of that first half in the NFC Championship game, yeah. that wasn't the case, right? Kevin King gets beat, you know. Scotty Miller goes in for a touchdown, and it completely changed uh, the 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 energy in that place and the direction of that game. And so, the reality is, as important as the quarterback spot is, there, there's still so many variables that play a part. That being said, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's one of the greatest talents you've ever had. He's a rarity, and I think. Any Hall of Fame head coach, any good coach, would tell you, as much as you want guys to, to you know treat them the same and act like they're the same, there's just certain talents that you can't, and you got to kind of cater to them because they're a part of that 1% that will make a big-time difference. I mean, take Patrick Mahomes, for example. Not that he would ever conduct himself in this way, but if he ever did, think about the three-year stretch he's on. You know, obviously he, he didn't play in, uh, only about one game, His rookie year, week seventeen. But since that point, they were a coin flip away in overtime, in my opinion, to going to to their first Super Bowl. You know, they obviously lose the coin flip. The Patriots drive down the field, score. The rest is history. The next year, they they go and they win a Super Bowl. Last year, they go losing the Super Bowl. The team's decimated, though. The reality is, it could have very well been to three straight Super Bowls. Like if Patrick Mahomes started to create a ruckus, I'm sure Andy Reid and the rest of the Kansas City Chiefs organization would figure a way of working it out. And that's the problem here is it doesn't feel like Mark Murphy wants to work this out. It, it feels more like Mark Murphy is so hell-bent on holding on to this culture in the Packers organization that no one's bigger than the Packers that they're going to lose one of the greatest talents they've had. And, and they're going to they're find themselves in mediocrity the second he walks out the door.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific.
2: TireRack.com/slash/sports. TireRack.com—the way tire buying should be. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to thee Brady Quinn.
0: Jonas, it's been a uh, a fun show so far. I got to tell you though, I, I am struggling. Okay, uh, as you talked about in the first hour, it is my mother-in-law's birthday today. Yeah. However, we celebrated with a big Italian dinner last night, and I am hurting. I, I can't. I-, I don't know when the last time you was, but you were in that position. But uh, I, I don't think I need to eat for like three days. It's like too at, much. At that point, yeah. I, I feel like I've got a bowling ball in my stomach. It, it's, it's, too, it's too much. It's just it's the bread. It's the
2: carbs. It's overload. Um, although they, it's the like chicken to, parm. That's what it is.
0: It's, it's, it's the yeah. copious amounts of chicken parm. You ate way too much of that. I just want, I just want you too much of pretty much everything.
2: Yeah. No, no. It's the chicken parm. It's literally every single time your wife asks you what you want for dinner. Your go-to is always chicken parm, which is fantastic. I mean, it's the the best. It is. It's the best. It's the best, in my opinion, the best Italian dish, chicken parm.
0: I mean, if we're going to go top Italian dishes, I would go chicken parm above all else. I, I would too. I mean, hence the reason why uh, someone asked me what my favorite uh, Super Bowl meal was, and I was like, "Well, if I could have anything, I mean, I'd sit down, and watch the game, and have some chicken parm." And they're like, <laughs> "What do you mean, man? That's not like a Super Bowl, you know, meal or Super like wings or." And I was like, "No, man. Like, if if I could have my druthers, I would sit down with a big old knife and fork and eat a big smattering of of chicken parm and watch the Super Bowl." That would be Nirvana for me. But does he, again, does Did anybody make
2: chicken parm wings like like boneless wings or, or, or chicken? Huh. Like, there's got to be somebody out there that makes it. Hey, Roberto, you're you're a chef. Why don't you get on that, man? Like, come on, like you could really corner the market on that, Roberto. If you get on the the, the yeah, chicken parm, breading, buffalo wings, you
0: know, add some, add a little sauce on
2: top, yeah, and then I throw do, on some I mozzarella. do really good, by man. the way. Yeah, uh, yeah. And space. Roberto, he makes his own wings. Have a chicken parm w-
0: wings, Roberto. What Wait, about so those? Do you, do you oh, kill man. the chickens? Is that what you do yeah, too? Yeah, yeah.
2: I got a chicken oh thing in my my backyard. Yeah. Interesting.
0: <laughs> a chicken yeah, thing
2: too. in my backyard. Jonas would know <laughs> about
3: that.
2: Yeah, well, listen, uh, you know, uh, th- let me tell you something, man. I uh, grew up it, where he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Brady doesn't oh, yes, know sure. that life, Roberto. Yeah, he doesn't live in here like I yeah. do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Brady doesn't yeah. know that life, man. I don't. don't I don't know like do that us. rural
0: life coming from Ohio. Yeah, yeah I have yeah. no idea what that's about. <laughs> yeah, right? you, don't, you don't get it, yeah. man.
2: You, yeah, you, yeah. you grew up on the beach, man. Not like Roberto and
0: I, like, having yeah. you know, having to, having to, you know make the it beaches meet. of Columbus, Ohio. Yeah,
2: <laughs> damn, damn right. Boneless uh, parmesan uh, chicken parm wings seems like something somebody should do. And, and let me tell you something. They probably already do. Uh, well, it's not like we're inventing anything here uh, on on Sports Talk Radio. Uh, so let's just be truthful about it on a Monday morning. Um, Brady Quinn, there is um, there's a real problem that's about to take place for one Kyler Murray. Now there's there's a couple of parts of this conversation we could have. Um, We can get into how things are going to go for Kyler Murray and the Cardinals uh, if they end up not uh, doing what they are expected to do, which is take a next step uh, in year three of the Kyler Murray experience. And then we can also have the conversation about uh, Kyler Murray, who felt the need uh, to take a battle axe to the entire Dallas Cowboy organization. Um, He was, um, this of According to the um, blogging the boys Twitter account, Um, he grew up in Texas and he was asked whether or not he was a Dallas Cowboy fan growing up. And he said no, because, quote, they were always ass. All right. End quote. That from Kyler Murray. Again, that that is that is not me uh, uh, making uh, making this, these comments. Uh, that he's going to have to deal with not only the Dallas Cowboy fan base, but Skip Bayless, uh, who uh, who, I, who I know uh, Skip and Shannon will uh, will will do good work on this uh, coming up later on Fox Sports One. But. Um, He's got a point. I mean, you know, like it's it's been it's been a long, long time since the Dallas Cowboys have been a legitimately good team. Um, I think we pointed it out since the Super Bowl, their last Super Bowl in 1996, and some would argue that uh, you know they can thank uh, Neil O'Donnell and uh, some of those passes uh, in that Super Bowl against the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, but there, you since that Super Bowl in '96, they've got four playoff wins. So for Kyler Murray and people of his age group, when were they good? Like, like when, when was this a legitimate team, yet they're talked about in such glowing terms still to this day as being America's team? I'm on the side of Kyler Murray here. I, I, like, I think it's a totally fair thing to say based on what the Dallas Cowboys have given us the past couple of decades.
0: I'm counting it up right now. I think they've – I mean, look, they've had a, a number of winning seasons. They, they've been probably what – 500 since the start of the new millennium as far as winning seasons but to your point they haven't sniffed the NFC championship game and they've been marred by either bad luck or disappointment and it seems like it's been overhyped more than anything else so i think that's it's kind of a reality check for the Dallas Cowboys but the truth of the matter is this year could be the year that changes things i mean offensively they're stacked Defensively, they're, they're looking or hoping to improve with Dan Quinn. Now brought in as their defensive coordinator after the one year experiment with Mike Nolan didn't work. Um, they were God awful. So Mike McCarthy makes the change, brings in Dan Quinn, who obviously had a lot of success during his time in Seattle, helping the, the Seahawks to go to back-to-back Super Bowls with that Legion of boom. But the problem is I'm not sure the personnel is quite there in Dallas to get them to that point. But Kyler Murray's not wrong. I don't know that I'd describe it in that way, but you know, he's also uh, a, a, a little more than a decade younger than I am. So I, I, just, I think this is an example of a reality check for where the Dallas Cowboys are at, their fan base is at. And, and by the way, this ties to like the University of Texas. There's a lot of talent that leaves the state of Texas to go elsewhere to play football, or, 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 or at least not going to Austin. And reason being is it just doesn't have the same feel for it anymore, you know. I'm not saying the Dallas Cowboys are, are venturing into that as far as free agencies and, you know, and, and players saying I don't want to go there because they're just not successful. I don't want to have to deal with Jerry Jones because, by and large, people look at what he did for Dak. They look at how they take care of some of the other players too with their contracts and, and, and renewing them. And I think they they look at them quite fondly. And plus, it's the Dallas Cowboys, so you know, players having another opinion, but. I do think the fan base always has high expectations as they should. It's the Dallas Cowboys, but he's not wrong. I mean, they have had a long drought without much legitimate success outside of, you know, again, being able to have some success in the regular season in a division that let's just say hasn't really been all that great.
2: Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, like the comp I look at is like Miami Hurricanes. So like the Miami Hurricanes when we grew up, Man, those were some of the great teams of all time. Like that that yeah. Miami Hurricane team in the early two thousands that that was just loaded. I think Ken Dorsey was the quarterback, but yeah. they were loaded with McGahey and and Frank Gore was there and and Jeremy Shockey and like all of the all, like, oh like oh my god just I'd go up and down the 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 lineup and they were just stacked all the way through. I, Antrell Roll, I think was on that team too. Like we grew up in Miami football was a big deal like the Miami Hurricanes were the team well there's like there's a, a generation of people who, who don't don't know that Miami team, they look at it and they go, OK, cool. You hired Manny Diaz. And I mean, you know, Manny Diaz kind of, uh, you know, burned Temple. But again, we, we, we're not here to bring up the past or not not here to uh, bring up that he uh, ditched Temple after accepting the job or anything like that. I, listen, I don't want I don't want to go there. We're not trying to do that. But there's a whole generation of of people and kids that are coming up that are like, Dude, I only know mediocre football from the Dallas Cowboys or from the Miami Hurricanes. Like, I don't, I don't, know what you're talking about. It's like, it's like USC, like, like we all think of USC in in the early 2000s. Man, those great USC teams. When's the last time USC was good? Like, like when's the last time like like USC was legitimately good? Yet they're talked about constantly as, oh man, you know the USC. U. US, it's like how many. Like, you just let a homeless guy field punts. Like, how many, how many years <laughs> needs to go by before you realize, like, in the words of Rick Pitino, they're not walking through that door. It's a, it's a new time. There are, there are new powerhouses in football. And the Dallas Cowboys, and I credit J- uh, uh, Jerry Jones, they continue to be at the forefront of the conversation, and they've been mediocre at best the last 15 to 20 years.
0: Well, I think the hard thing is for any fan base is, and especially for us, because we kind of look back and we can we can look back and see more of the history, or of, of some of these teams. But we are an all or nothing society. It's either a championship or it's not. Damn right. But the problem is, is there are times when you look at teams that have gotten close. Like for example, the betting favorite, even though they didn't win the Super Bowl last year, but the betting favorite to win the Super Bowl this year. The Kansas City Chiefs, yeah, and, and and the reason being is Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, obviously, a lot of respect for those guys. Although there's one player who didn't enjoy his time in Kansas City. We'll get to that <laughs> later on. But the reality is, they look at those two, they see their track record of success, and they go, "We expect them to win the AFC. We expect them to be, you know, potentially winning the Super Bowl or maybe have the best chances." There's just not that expectation with the Cowboys because they haven't even been close. Like. That, that was the thing about the Chiefs even building into what they've done with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, is when Alex Smith was there with Andy Reid, they were close. They just weren't quite there to get over the edge. And I think that's the frustration for, I don't care whether you're talking about USC, who's at times had some good seasons in the Pac-12. You know, they, They've been able to win the Pac-12 or be competitive in the Pac-12. But as far as the national stage compared to what like Reggie and Matt were doing back then, it's been nowhere close. No, we're yeah. close. You know, I mean, they haven't even been in the college football playoff. So, you know, with expansion now, that that gives them, affords them an opportunity. I would think right now more than ever, and by the way, not to get off on a tangent, but because you brought them up, and, and with college football playoff expanding to 12 teams, potentially even this year, if not next year, is there will be more coaches at prominent programs getting fired quicker because if you can't be a part of one of those six at large bids and that's not, yeah. you know, conference champions, right? The power five conference champions or, you know, a group of five obviously isn't viewed in the same light. But if you can't be at one of those six at large bids, or, if, you know, if you're not winning your conference championship, you're out. So there's going to be more pressure, that's what I wonder about this season for the Dallas Cowboys. And I feel like we're obviously pivoting away from what Kyler said, and we'll get to him later on and what the season means for him and the Cardinals. But the truth of the matter is, if Mike McCarthy has a, a ho-hum season, let's say, for example, they go 9-8 and eight, or 8-9. Eight and nine. Remember, there's no more 500, right? Yeah. We've well, got 17 games. So you're either losing or you're winning. I do wonder how he's going to be perceived. I do wonder what Jerry Jones is going to say after the season because you know he likes to talk. Oh, yeah. You know throughout the course of the year, the radio shows, he likes to chime in and talk. And I do wonder what the conversation or narrative is going to be if we don't see improvement from what was a 6-10 and 10 team, yes, without Dak Prescott. But I think people started to look at Mike McCarthy and go, all right, if this happens two years in a row, though, Maybe it was Aaron Rodgers. You know, maybe yeah. it was the Hall of Fame quarterbacks he worked with during his time there that allowed him to have that success. It, it's going to be interesting to see, depending on what happens this year, how Jerry Jones views Mike McCarthy and really how the fan base views Mike McCarthy.
1: This, this is Outkick the Coverage.
2: We are going to get to this story in the NFL uh, regarding why one team got in a little bit of trouble, uh, but I want to make sure we have enough time for that. And with Headline or Lie coming, we're a little bit cramped, so we will get to that coming up later on this hour here on Fox Sports Radio. But uh, if you want to be a part of the debut edition of Headline or Lie here on Outkick the Coverage... 877-99 877 99 on Fox is the phone number. 877 996 6369. This is sports radio history. I don't believe that we've done headliner lie here uh, in this uh, time slot during the week, Brady Quinn. 877 99 on Fox. We're looking for two participants. Uh, we will explain the rules uh, when you get through uh, so that way everybody's on the same page. 877 996 6369. And I know Danny, yeah, uh, we we were able to figure out. We had some some tech issues, but we are able to get
1: this done. Correct. Clay Travis would be proud of you too, because true to Outkick form, the phones in Nashville are down. If you could, yeah. put, if you could put Dub up
0: on the air uh, really quick, Roberto. Dub, what's the situation there in Nashville? Well, it's a tale as old as time, as many of us know, with the phones <laughs> not not being able to operate here. Uh, we had a little a uh, little extra work put in yesterday to try to find yeah. a solution to the problem we thought we did however we didn't so here we are
1: <laughs> and uh, and really qu- and really quick uh clay wanted to weigh in on this
2: i swear to god clay i'm here talk i'm here <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's 2021 why is this an issue still
2: talk
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, you, I, don't th- I don't think people know how to actually dial out on phones anymore, because they text all the time. Like I, I, don't think it's, uh, I don't think that's something people know how to do. But if you do want to be a part of the game, 87799 on Fox, the phone number 8779966369, headliner lie coming up here momentarily. Uh, and as Brady Quinn pointed out, I mean, uh, we are willing to accept any callers, anybody that wants to be a part of sports radio history brady quinn they can uh, they can do
0: so on a little headliner lie that's right it'll be our uh our first ever during the week i'm not sure how this is going to go i'll be honest with you sometimes uh the callers get a little bit wild we have to use the dump button whatever the case may be so this one's going to be interesting it's either going to be incredibly boring because we've got a bunch of sober callers calling in or it's going to be a great time and uh maybe we've got some people who are trying to keep the party going well into their friday
2: and it's very easy. Uh, this is uh, Brady Quinn and I will read you a headline, and you have to tell us whether or not it's an actual headline or a lie. So it's not the most difficult thing in the world. So if you've got the guts and you want to be a part of sports radio history, headline or lie, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox, eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. 996 We have thrown out the gauntlet. We've asked who out there has the guts to be a part of it. So without further ado, it is time for the debut weekday edition of something we do on the show, and it's called
1: This. News. Turn on the news. Is it a headline or is it a lie? Let's go to the news desk. What's the good news? Here's Jonas Knox and Brady Quinn.
2: And away we go here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's get it started. We go all the way to Waco, Texas, where Miles is listening here on Fox Sports Radio. Miles, what's happening? What's up, Miles? Good morning. Uh, Good morning, Miles. What's going on, man? How are you?
1: i'm doing fine man just
2: making my way to work all right we well go. uh well, miles uh we want to send you off to work uh in a good mood uh, and we want to make sure uh, you get on the air here and participate in this game so who do you want to team up with you can team up with brady quinn or myself
1: I'm going with
0: Jonas. There you go. Good man. Good man, Miles. You know what's so weird about this is he sounds so sober, and it's yep. such a transition I know from <laughs> what we're accustomed to. Like usually there's background noise, a little bit of slurring, or just a pause because they're still trying to understand what's happening in their life right now. Uh, but Miles sounds dead sober, so I, yeah. I guess that's a good thing. He's going to work.
2: Uh, I, I'm good with that. I feel more confident about my uh, my partner here. Uh, let's meet uh, Brady Quinn's partner, and to do so, we go all the way to Pittsburgh, where Dino is listening here on Fox Sports Radio. Dino, what's happening?
3: Hey,
1: what's going on, guys?
2: Uh, just hanging out, Dino. Uh, are you excited uh, to be a part of a Sports Radio History, the weekday debut of Headliner Live?
1: Well, you better believe it. All right, I so D- Dino, nice. you're gonna
2: you're gonna be teaming up with uh, Brady Quinn. Uh, if you are good with that, uh, we will get things started here.
1: No, oh, definitely. This
2: all right, all good. right. All right, so here we go. Um, this is how it works, gentlemen. Uh, Brady Quinn and myself have a list of headlines each. We are going to read ours to each other's partner. You have to tell us whether or not it's a headline or a lie. And if we're tied at the end of this list, we have a tiebreaker question. So it's very easy stuff, headline or lie. Uh, if you're ready to go, Dino, I will start with you, Brady Quinn's partner. Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right, so here we go. Dino, headline or lie? The NFL sent a memo to players earlier this week saying those who aren't vaccinated will have to wear a mask under their helmet during preseason games and while they brush their teeth.
0: That's a lie. Very good. That away, Dino. That away, yeah. Dino. Way to get it started, buddy. That was, good. That was easy. Well, you look far fetched. It's really not. And you know who's going to write about it is uh, Mike Florio. Mike Pro Florio. Football all right. <laughs> <laughs> Here we, what a loser. Here we go, Miles. Uh, headline <laughs> or lie? Garrett Cole signs marketing deal with SpiderTack after all, but admitting he uses the substance while pitching.
1: Ooh. Headline.
2: I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just it's just
1: it's just come on, just dude.
2: unbelievable, man. Hey, this is this is literally a continuation of Sunday nights where I get screwed every single week. Oh, it's just
0: one. Game. It's I'm just one. Play the this. game, you're fine. All right, here we go. Uh, Dino
2: Adino uh, in Pittsburgh here, Brady Quinn's partner with a one nothing lead here on Headline or Lie on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Dino, Headline or Lie. A man dumped 80,000 pennies on the lawn for his last child support payment.
0: That's a headline, nigger. <laughs> it is. <There> you <laughs> Dito's on fire now. He's on uh, okay. fire. B- hey,
1: by
2: the way, what a move, huh? I mean, 80, look,
0: if it was like alimony from a divorce, that's one thing. But like, child, I mean, come on. Yeah, man, I, know. Kind of, I know. That's, that's kind douche. of a, a bad look. That's yeah. douchey. I'm with yeah. you. Spence is not a good look. Know? I mean. All right, here we go, Miles. We're going to transition before we get in trouble. Headline (laughs) or lie? A Louisiana woman is accused of refusing to return $1.2 million after a bank error. Headline.
2: Bye. All he's right, he's on the board. He's on the board. My heart skipped a beat there. All right, very good. Uh, we, we are we are back in this game, Miles. So let's go over to uh, Dino in Pittsburgh. This is Headliner Lie here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here on Outkick the Coverage. All right, so Dino, Brady Quinn's partner, Headliner Lie. A former NFL quarterback was arrested in Fort Lauderdale recently after neighbors spotted him defecating in their pools and blaming it on a raccoon. <laughs>
0: Lie. It's a lie. Yeah. Thank you, Dino. Thank you for that. <laughs>
2: hey, you know what? hey, Dino. Uh, uh, Dino, I ain't that go. much of a lie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. You like that, huh? All right. Here we go. <laughs> nice job, Dino. <laughs>
3: uh,
0: Miles, headline or lie? After locking up a national daily morning radio show, Fox Sports radio show host Inc.'s marketing deal with Squatty Potty. <laughs> That's a lie. Thank you, Miles. Hey, hey, Miles. Thank you, Miles. Not that far from the truth. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, thank you, Miles. Yeah.
2: Old, uh, old, old dark undies over there. Don't worry about it, Miles. So we're on the right side of this. Uh, all right, Dino and Pittsburgh, Brady Quinn's partner. Here we go. Uh, Dino, you have a 3 uh, 2 lead here on Headliner Lie. You have not missed yet. So, Dino, Headliner Lie. In an interview with ESPN, LeBron James said he chose the number six next season because it's how many coaches he's asked to. To be fired during his career <laughs>
1: that's, a, that's, a, that's a lie that's
2: a oh lie. god i almost had him <laughs> damn it see,
0: see this, is damn damn it. this is the difference this is the difference between oh. friday morning and damn sunday it. night sunday night he says the wrong thing there because he's so inebriated that he he gets a, mixed up in his head.
2: 100. percent. Dino, I know well you're Pittsburgh. Dino. Dino, if you had a case of Iron Cities in you, you would have you would have said lie right there, or you would have said headline right there, and I would have gotten the correct answer. A couple of Iron <laughs> Cities in <laughs> Dino, uh, going through his blood, that would have gone the other way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. well done, though. You, you fought through it. We got it. All right. All right. Here we where, go, where Miles. Do, where you do got to keep pace. Now? Yeah. Am, it's, am it's, I, are it's are four we going to lose two. here? It, yeah. I mean, I, at this point, it's not I'm looking good for you, Miles. You have to get this one right, otherwise. You are eliminated, okay? All right. All right, here we go. Headline or lie. A naked woman, 53, tasered and charged with aggravated battery on law enforcement and felony criminal mischief after wrecking an Outback Steakhouse. Hmm. Headline. No. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Hey, can I be honest with money, you are money. Miles is money, Did you man. see the video of that? I did. Uh, for fifty three, she, <laughs> she looked pretty good. I'm Just saying, I'm just saying. For fifty three, she looked pretty good. Got it. Hey, t- 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 I didn't 45. think she was fifty three. I was like, hey. "There's no." That was what I actually got from that one. There's no way that woman's fifty yeah. three. I already filed the papers.
2: Uh, all right, a uh, headliner lie here on uh, Fox Sports Radio, <laughs> Brady Quinn. <laughs> uh, they got you to sleep. Uh, all right, uh, here we go. Um, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, headline or lie. All right, so Dino, this is the situation. If you get this correct, you will win the game for you and for Brady Pittsburgh. Quinn. All right, yeah, do Dino. Dino. Dino do, it, do it for Pittsburgh, Dino. Do it for Pittsburgh if you can. Uh, here we go. Uh, headline or lie, Dino, Brady Quinn's partner. One of the substances used to increase spin rate on baseballs in the city of Philadelphia last season was actually from a zit on the back of Carson Wentz's <laughs> neck. <laughs>
1: That's a lie. That's a lie. We Uh, made it. We did it. I didn't know if he was going to make it there or not. We did it. Job well done. Congratulations,
2: Dito. Hey, Miles, have a good day at work, man. Thanks for hanging out with us. (laughs) (laughs)
0: There it is. You are Uh, ruthless. You are ruthless. What? I mean, at this point, my gosh. All right. I mean, I'm just, you know... Here's what you did. You lost, but you set the standard, okay? You set the standard uh... for our first one. Uh, It was a very, very memorable first one. (laughs) So... It's unbelievable, man. Oh man. Damn I I thought it, he's going to get it wrong. See, here's
2: here's the the problem. Once you get behind in this game by by one or two, it's so hard to catch up because usually the grab ass ones come later on.
0: Yeah. Like yeah, yeah 3 you, or after usually. Yeah, I I mean, I don't like to start off with them just cuz I like to make you think I'm not going to take a shot at you each week. Oh man. Uh, and then look, as we get to know, you know, everyone whether it's, you know, Eddie or Danny or Roberto, as we get to know guys more, we'll incorporate taking shots of you, too. So don't, oh. don't feel like anyone's uh, safe. Okay? Listen, after,
2: after, <laughs> after Dub just uh, revealed uh, the issue with the phones there in Nashville, oh, that'll be a subject matter, 100%. Yeah, well, that's that's yeah. definitely we'll going to be a subject matter. We'll
0: see. Matter. We don't like to give away too much. We'll see.
2: Um, all right, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick, the coverage here on FSR. Coming up next, uh, a team in the NFL made a decision. And apparently, the reason for the decision was more than what we previously thought. We will get into all of that for you here at OutKick the Coverage, Fox Sports Radio.
1: Talk! This is OutKick the Coverage.
2: coming up in a little over 10 minutes from now here on many of these Fox Sports Radio affiliates. It'll be the Dan Patrick Show. Uh, make sure you uh, check out DP and the guys as they will uh, bring you uh, all the latest from the world of sports here. Again, uh, a little over 10 minutes from now on many of these FSR affiliates. And then Brady Quinn and I will be back all week here uh, uh, rolling through here on Outkick the Coverage, Brady Quinn. And uh, and hopefully uh, you will have um, you know fully digested uh, the <laughs> 75 pieces of chicken parm you you decided to eat
0: yesterday (laughs) probably not uh probably not i think i gained eight pounds between last night's dinner and and this morning uh i I do have a random question for you though because i was thinking about this before the show i didn't have a chance to ask you when we were talking about the nets and the bucks but i noticed something in watching that game uh, I saw J.J. Watt, which you know I get it. he went to Wisconsin, obviously uh, i'm sure he's a, grew up a big bucks fan, close yeah. proximity to uh to the Bucks growing up. but can, can you can you root for both teams? I feel like I've seen him at a suns game too, where he was rooting for the suns. I mean I get it they're in different conferences you know east and west, but I, I kind of feel like you're not really a fan if're if you're rooting for both or you're, yeah. at least you're seen publicly rooting for both.
2: Yeah, I just I want that to be the NBA Finals matchup, Suns and Bucks, because I, j- I, I want to see what he does. Like, d- Does he just decide not to show up to any games because he doesn't want to d- offend anybody, and instead he just brings the Hard Knocks crew out and w- so he can do workouts no, after no, no, hours?
0: No. Is that what he's, happens? He's, he's got a couple options, okay? So I'm, I'm going to lay out three for you, and, and this is why I would know this, because my sister, who's married to A.J. Hawk, Decided to wear a split jersey for the Fiesta Bowl back in 2005, so he's always got the option of creating a split jersey. Okay, that's one option. The other option, and really this kind of is options two and three. Let's just say, for example, it ends up being the Bucks and Suns. Let's say it ends up being that. He goes to both stadiums, whether it's there, you know, whichever team's home, and he wears that jersey. Okay. So let's just say it would end up being the Suns are hosting them game one. Yeah. He wears a Phoenix Suns jersey. He's rooting for the Suns. But underneath, because we know he likes to take his shirt off, he takes off that jersey and he's got painted onto his body a Bucks jersey. Yeah. And he does the same thing. But the with the Bucks jersey and had the Phoenix Suns paint. That's good. when they're in Milwaukee. That yep. I could see JJ Watt doing that. That guy loves to have his shirt off.
2: Yeah, and if they could just—I um, I don't know if he can even bring with the COVID restrictions. I don't even know if he can bring these into into the arena. But if he could have his own squat rack there, um, that's right. Like a, a squat right. rack, so so that he could uh, you know get a couple of you know and just but but again make sure that everybody is paying attention to him because you know he's all about the team.
0: I think there's a better chance that they get him some dumbbells. You know, that's probably a little easier. They get some dumbbells next to his seat. That's a good point. And and, and while the game's going on on the floor, he's doing curls. And, you know, it ends up that Giannis Antetokounmpo twists his ankle on one of J.J. Watt's dumbbells. That's nice. The Suns win the series. I'm just being prophetic right now.
2: Yeah, Liz, I mean, there's all sorts of options for him. Or you know what he could do? Uh, He could start a beer snake. That J.J. Watt. While he was at one of the games, he could start a beer snake. Because I don't know if anybody, if you'd seen this, Brady, but uh, at Wrigley Field, because they relaunched Wrigley Field capacity crowd this this weekend uh, against the Cardinals. It was madness. It was chaos. They called it opening day 2.0. The fans in the bleachers started a beer snake, which is where you take a plastic beer cup and you stack it on another. And they tried to get as many as they could, and it looked like it went about 15 rows up. I have no idea how this is even humanly possible to have that many cups stacked together. But they had this giant beer snake uh, at Wrigley Field. I know you've been to Wrigley Field before. Uh, Did you throw out the first pitch? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, got to I think, throw out the first pitch. Uh was a little bit hungover for that, but yeah, I got to, got to throw out the first pitch.
2: That's <laughs> so good. Uh so uh so Wrigley Field, it is always a good time, but the, the beer snake I feel like is going to be what we should focus on as opposed to uh players getting popcorn dumped on them. I think the beer snake is going to be the trendy thing this summer in ballparks across the country. Uh, and people out there are gonna try and one up each other with these beer snakes. I'm telling you, I, I think yeah. this is this
0: is big business. Well, and and obviously beer snakes are really just an example of how many beers you know oh, those yeah. people in attendance have had oh and, yeah and i think if we've witnessed anything with some of these stadiums or arenas and these crowds is they have been waiting for the moment to get back there and go watch live sporting events so clearly i think we're in an era where the beer snake may be as big as we've ever seen like that one was one of the bigger ones we've seen it wasn't fully erect so it was hard to tell right because it was it was kind of curved it was like yes. slithering up and, and it right? was
2: breaking it was breaking it, because it was it was it felt like it was breaking apart so people were having to hold it. and here's right. the other thing there's a that lot just, of
0: people with their hands on that
2: yeah that, that just goes to show you how much money is spent on booze at ballparks like, you know how much, money, how much money was probably in that beer snake? Like, if you figure beers are what, like 12, 13 bucks a, a beer? Is that how much feel, they are now? They, probably. Pro- they mean, $15 at, at, at Dodger Stadium. At, oh, yeah, they're 15 at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. So, if you Jeez. just. Like, so what, so what are we talking Like, how much money is in that? Like, we're talking about a like kid's college tuition grand?
0: in that beer snake. Yes. I mean, but huh. look, you got priorities, man. Yeah. It's either. Hey, either Dad, I want to go to college one day. Well, son, yeah. see those 10 beers yeah. right there? <laughs> that was part of your college tuition. <laughs> yeah. Looks like we better enjoy these Dodgers while we S- got them.
2: S- son, you want college? It's in the bottom of that old-style light in the fridge. All right, go, go get me one and call it a day, Chief. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio.
1: oh, oh. oh.